Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs War Podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin and Raleigh. And we are very privileged and pleased to bring on our two good friends, friends of the program, reoccurring guests. You'll see him on Sundays at one o'clock in the right guard position, wearing number 77, two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, with his All-Pro, Pro Bowl wife, Carly. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. and Mrs. Wyatt and Carly Teller. Got what's up? Thank you for having us. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Thanks for being here. Good. We love you guys. Wyatt, Wyatt will, he got really tired of me asking him to do a bunch of things like this because I used to say yes to everything anyone ever messaged me. And, and it's not, you guys are, it's not to be like, you know, mean, but I remember one time and I, the kids were awesome. They were great kids. But I just remember that like we were on a uh, podcast and it was like, you know, for now they did a great job, but I was just like, you know, they had, <laughs> let the let the football team do uh, do most of the media. Long story she short, you guys are the only people that I can be like, hey, we're gonna do this next Tuesday at eight o'clock, and it's Kevin and Raleigh, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Well, it's much appreciated because you guys have obviously a crazy schedule, and so we appreciate you coming on. Speaking of which, we're gonna use the fuck out of that clip. Word. Uh, how was the summer? Tell us how little Brooks is doing. He looks like he's making some big gains there. Yeah, no, he's definitely a big boy, you know, between Carly and I, I don't think he, uh, he had a small gene in him, but you know, he's, uh, no, but you know, tall. I am tall. If anybody's See, listening, I am tall. If you say a guy, oh, that's a big guy. You know, he takes it as, you know, oh, thanks, man. If you say that's a big girl, that's usually not a compliment. <laughs> so I see what she's saying. I didn't mean it like that. You know, I meant tall, but, um, no, he's getting big and, uh, he's off the charts for height and like 95th percentile for weight. He's, he's big. Yeah. You guys took um, over training camp pictures. I mean, that, yeah. those were the highlights of all the pictures of training camp was you guys and little Brooks running around. I know. Yeah. Well, no, Carly. So Carly being 45 minutes, like she grew up 45 minutes from Greenbrier. So her whole family was right there. You know, she just, when she came in, she, uh, uh, she came in from uh, some of the camps. So, you know, it was just really her and I think uh, Courtney or Courtney. No, Caitlin. Caitlin Conklin and uh, just, you know, a couple wives showed up. So it was, it was kind of yeah, cool. I think that, all the uh, other girls were like, no, there was like only one other. All the other yeah. girls were like, West Virginia, like, why would we go there? And yeah. for me, Coffee it was road, like, take, me, take home. me home. But no, it's just, it, it, and it's, it was, it, you know, a beautiful camp. You know, it's, I love, you know, the mountains. So yeah, it was perfect really for cool. me. It wasn't, it wasn't too, uh, I mean, the weather wasn't too bad. I mean, it you know, it's, it's the mountains. So it's, you know, it's 70 to 80 degrees. Miles Garrett did degrees. some hiking and photography. The media kind of talked about, or local media was saying, 
the Greenbrier was great for like a lack of distractions, team unity. Is there any merit to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. You know, it was tough being away from Brooks and Carly for 10 days, but it was nice, like, it's 7 p.m. You have nothing to do. You know that snacks downstairs. And I was even there most of the time, and it was still – Yeah. I mean, it's not like we hung – I mean, we saw each other a little bit, but yeah, we didn't, like – Went to din- a dinner or two, but mm-hmm. – um, yeah, it was nice. It would be like, you know, let's say 8 o'clock. You know that you have to go eat a meal and drink some water, so you're going to go downstairs and go to the meal room. You know, usually you just go to your pantry and <laughs> go back to your bed, right? But uh, when you're at the Greenbrier, you get together, you start com- conversating with guys, you you start hearing about their story, their family. You know, you realize, obviously, you know, naive of anybody to not think this, but, you know, everybody has such a complex story and, you know, understand that and hearing that. So it was it was good for that. It was weird not coming home every night or not sleeping in your bed for 10 days. But a lot of teams do that, don't they? Not, a lot not of the Greenbrier, but, like, a lot of teams go to, like, when you were at the Bills, did you guys, like, go to a... Yeah, right down the road. It was, like, an hour away. Yeah, but you had Rochester. Um, yeah, we stayed at a, uh, so it eliminates the distraction and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. Like, you know, it's a little bit more structured, you know, you have, like I said, meals at night that you, you know, I mean, we're in West Virginia. I don't think there were a lot of, unless I've missed them. I don't think there were a lot of girls (laughs) hanging out. No, there was was none of that. Yeah. What are you drinking? What are we drinking? Oh, we're drinking uh, a couple of local IPAs. That's Uh, a nice cooler. It like this cooler? cooler? Yeah. My friend is a varsity cooler. Cleveland themed. Like to represent the city on my shoulders. It also serves as a duffel bag. Using our promo code BOTTLEGATE, link in the bio, you can get 10% off your varsity cooler purchase. They don't just have Cleveland varsity coolers. They got like 17 other cities. NFL teams. NFL. Look, you got to look good in the muni lot. You got to come correct. I'll be there this Sunday. Come with a varsity cooler. You'll be the best looking one in the mini lot besides me. Bring it to the gym, crack open a beer, and talk about the Browns with your boys. With the look of that cooler, you could bring it into the gym and no one would question you. Nobody. They'd be like, that's good. But that, that's a Browns fan. That's a crazy dude. Oh, yeah. Look at biceps. Yeah. And he must be jacked if he's uh, if he's a Browns fan. Um, so before we hopped on the mic, we, we said that this, and again, this is coming from uh, clueless fans like us. Um, was this not the longest training camp in the history of professional sports for you guys this season? Ten days at Greenbrier. Uh, we came home, we had another week, and then we get, went to Philly. So it was kind of like, you know, there's so much change and stuff. There, it wasn't monotonous. If it was like COVID, you know, and we had that game, and then we had five more weeks at or at the facility, that would be pretty ridiculous. But by the by, the end of it, you know, we got into a game week uh, last week with Kansas City, basically a mock game um, where we go through all, you know, the bells and whistles of a normal week. But so by the time we got to that, it was like, all right, you know, it wasn't too bad for, you know, four or five weeks, uh, but it felt like three to four. So it didn't feel too bad. Greenbrier really did. But then, uh, and, then, and then when you went to, when you played the Eagles, y'all were gone for another like five days. Obviously, this is my first season as a mom and having a baby. And so for me, not that anybody really cares, but it was like, I mean, I don't know. I thought that it was like extra hard because all the moms that don't have their husbands here and everything, you know, yeah. that made it a little bit hard. But yeah, we, we care. Carl. We did it. Speaking of Philly, uh, reporters on both sides. Now, granted, you guys all know that most reporters, definitely most podcast hosts 
I uh, don't know anything about football. Um, so there's a grain of salt. But they said last year looked like the Eagles had more of an edge, um, which obviously was a ton of flux last year for, for you guys, and, and we all know that. Um, they said this year it was a pretty even camp. Um, yeah. Was that noticeable to you guys? Did it feel better because you're like, hey, these, these boys in the Super Bowl last year and we're out here neck and neck? Yeah. No, I, I think that it um, – you know, I think our, D, our defense did really well, uh, which impressed them. And then, you know, I think that our offense – like, I think the first day we only got like four or five passes off. And I know that sounds crazy, but when you're running these drills, you got guys who, you know, for example – in our practice, you'll get a you know you'll get three to five steps full speed, and then it's settled down because pushing you into your you know two hundred some million dollar quarterback is dumb. It's stupid. They don't give a crap about that. They don't care about that quarterback. That quarterback's not going to help them win. So they they don't care. To them, it's you know a little bit more of a game. To us, it's like all right, what are we doing, man? Like you're not helping anybody in a game. We have chips and blocks and we're going to scheme the hell out of you right now. We're doing practice. We haven't schemed you. We haven't done anything. You know, we're just running our plays and you know, it's just, it's a, it's a trap and it's uh, you do get kind of like caught up in, you know, protecting your guys. And I think there was a fight that, small fight that broke out and it was just like, I thought that was at the green bar. There was another one. And it was just like, you know, it was just like, didn't DeJuan Jones throw someone into another state? Yeah, well, someone someone hit one of our players in the back, and then one of their defensive linemen, I I, I don't know his name, um, just comes up and just smashes one of our guys in the face and I, or in the back, and he fell to the ground. Was and it it's DeJuan? Just like, and Dewan saw that and got over there. He was one of the first people over there, so, He's so I got to respect him on that. Random NFL Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Question. Um, and again, not asking how you, your personal money situation in the NFL, how do you guys get paid? Is it twice a month? Is it a, is it a uh, direct deposit? Your Chase app gets notified. Is it <laughs> once a week? Like, how do you get paid in the NFL? Like, how does that work? Um, so it used to be end of the week, they'd hand you a paper check. You take that paper check and you go cat or cash it or put it in the bank account and stuff like that. And there's, you know, great stories of, you know, I might not know the name of the guy, but uh, players who would put the checks thinking like, oh, I got $204 million, not knowing that that doesn't count as money in your account. It's just checks. So now everybody um, is direct deposit. Uh, you know, I, I don't even think there's anybody who can even get a paper check anymore. You can get a uh, pay stub, but I don't think you can get an actual check. Um, so everything's the whole league, every team get paid every two weeks. Uh, I think that that was mandated. I think that was mandated after this past year. It might still be team to team. I'm not sure, but with the CBA, uh, in 2021, it changed to now it's 34 weeks. So it used to be seven, uh, you know, it'd be eight to nine pace, uh, pay stubs every two weeks. Um, now it's, you know, you can pay every week or you can pay every two weeks, uh, so I know that it might be different between team to team. Um, both places I've been, it's been every two weeks. 
Um, and or yeah, yeah, every other Friday. yeah Buffalo Buffalo was oh, was uh, every two weeks. Um, Similar. And yeah, for 34 weeks. Now it used to be 17 weeks. So you'd get your huge check right at the end of the year or, you know, fall. And uh, you'd get a lot of money in that little bit of time. And now it's kind of moved into 34 weeks. So, yo, so what's what's the vibe right now? The boys are pumped. I mean, week one, like, is the longest training camp ever. Like, what what does having all these division games right off the jump do? Is it making you guys more excited or would you rather, you know, be able to lean into the season a little bit? And then have those come later on. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I know that obviously we'd like to, you know, we'd like to be at our best when we play those games. So it doesn't matter if that's the beginning of the season or end of the season. But usually, if it's at the end of the season, you know, you find your, uh, you found your, um, you know, your niche and you start, you know, playing well and you know everything that's been working throughout the season kind of goes together. Um, you know, beginning of the season, you know, no one has seen, you know, I guess the little bit of taste last year of Deshaun, but uh, you know, with a whole off season and you know, a preseason where we get to, you know, focus on one QB instead of two QBs. And, uh, you know, we really, you know, we have a lot of, you know, defense and stuff like that, that we're able to, uh, to go against. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun to, you know, go into the season with a lot of hype, you know, at the same time, we're not really listening to it. You know, we've had a lot of hype, you know, every time we get a good player, uh, you know, I love our fans, but our fans go, we're going to the Super Bowl. So every year, why not yeah. us? Yeah. Why not us? Well, yeah, 16, we said that. So, yeah. Yeah. 0-16, next year, Super Bowl. Watch it. Right? Yeah. So I, I just feel that we have very optimistic fans. Uh, stick by us. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers said it a couple of years ago. You know, everybody's saying, oh, we're going to suck or whatever. It's just don't boo us out of the stadium if something bad happens in true Brown fashion, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're still the Browns. Yeah. Hopefully, we can put some games, uh, games together and – uh, you know, win. I feel like the biggest thing we could not do last year was put two games together. We'd win a game, lose a game. Yeah. Win a game, lose a game. If you watch 2020, we had two four-game win streaks. You know what I mean? If you do that in the league, you're, you're going to win a lot of games just because that's eight games right there. And that was just two win streaks. Yeah, so, we just, like, couldn't keep the momentum going. It was like it would be, we'd be up and it would be great, and then the next week, yeah. yeah. And I feel like to win in the NFL, you have to be consistent. Um, and whether that's, you know, whatever our identity is, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, coach is going to do a great job. Uh, you know, I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. Like, I really do think that, you know, he's a great play caller. So as long as he can go out there and just execute. Can you educate um, us civilians? What is the thing people get the most wrong about playing or not playing in the preseason? Because everyone says, oh, yeah, they got to play. They got to get used to game speed or they're going to be cold come week one. But then, they, then, you you know, they, they celebrate Chubb and Miles not playing. What, what is – I know every team and every player is different. But in general, I assume you guys probably want to play as much as you can because you like playing the game of football. But what all goes into that? And what do we get wrong about playing and not playing in those games? Older players usually don't. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think that it was kind of funny. I was the only Pro Bowl player that actually was playing in the no, preseason. Um, Denzel played. He wasn't a Pro Bowler last year. Oh, you oh, are. Well, I guess he hey, he's a hell of a fucking I, I know. Oh, we know. We know. Oh, we we're big. Once, right? Didn't he go to the Pro Bowl once? Uh, a couple times. We're big Bowl fans. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but he had to play, and so did I. But, you know, I, I feel like Nick, you know, Nick is Nick Chubb. You know, yeah. I don't think that he needs to to get in there to, to be able to read a – read a defense the way that he can read a defense uh, to break cut and be an absolute, you know, 
you know, telephone pole to tackle, you know, you ever tried to tackle one of those, it doesn't work. Um, so that's, you know, I, I don't think that more preseason games is going to change that, you know, miles, you know, his Euro step is about 17 yards long. So good luck defending him. I don't think that preseason is going to help him. You know, Joel Batonio, he's had the same technique, the exact same fundamentals for 10 years and he's just getting better with age, like fine wine. So, you know, he's, you know, I don't think that he's going to get better in preseason, but a lot of guys, you know, they have to sharpen their, sharpen their axe. Right. Um, you know, as the great Abe Lincoln said, if you have six hours to, to chop a tree down, you, you sharpen your axe for four. Right. So, you know, if, if you're spending, you know, as much time as the you great can, Abe Lincoln. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm worth something. Uh, weird, weird facts. What did weird, Joel weird say? Historical the other day, Joel Batonio told me we had this like uh, dinner at the Conklin's house and he said, we all say that Wyatt had knows the first paragraph knows of every the Wikipedia sentence or the first sentence yeah. of every Wikipedia ever. You know how some people say I have, I have, you know, my focus or whatever your focus, you, you know, my knowledge is one inch wide, a mile deep. Mine's a mile wide, one inch deep. You know, <laughs> really gets into the nitty gritty is something like factors, you know? Oh, uh, you know, a, 6032 or something like that. But like, hey, that's a good tractor. Then all of a sudden would come up to me and be like, Yeah, but you know what I like? I like an XD 1722. And I'd be like, I just said I know I like the tractor that I like. I don't know other tractors, you know. So once people are, you know, for example, I love, you know, firearms and stuff like that or hunting. And then I'll start talk to someone who's like, you know what I love to do? I love to hinge cut properties and you know put field plots in and you know, use a little rye and a little bit, and I'm like, this is awesome, you know, and then I, you know, start to learn from it. It's just always been the way that I, you know, am. But. These two questions it's going to be a two-parter uh, this year. Two differences. One, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Is it just the overall vibe between preparing for an offense where your quarterback situation is kind of in limbo last year versus now where it is Deshaun all the way? Has that been not wood? Uh, has that just been a huge breath of fresh air? Any changes that you could point out to us that you guys are feeling? Two, when you're playing offense against a Jim Schwartz defense, is there anything tangible that you're noticing, or does it even matter in practice? Yeah, no. So I feel like with uh, with Deshaun, um, you know, Deshaun's a really good football player. I'm just going to tell you right now before, before the season starts. You know, I'm just going to tell you he's a good football player. Uh, but, no, he, uh, you know – there's a reason we wanted him to play. There's a reason they paid him all that money. There, there's a reason, right? And you see it, you see it all the time. So, um, you know, being able to get out there and play with them, you know, it's an honor. And then, you know, with Jim Schwartz, you know, he's, you know, his defense, you know, he literally. Like, do you notice anything different from them just from having him? Yeah, no, I think that they have an identity. They have a lot of leaders in there. Oh, yeah, you really, yeah. You really like the. Um, Man coverage. Thomas. Man coverage. Yeah, well, not only that, but like their defensive line, their one objective is to get off the ball and fuck shit up. That's literally what it says on their objectives. Fuck shit up. So like, you know, it, it, they take that to an extreme. They they get off the ball. They they make offensive linemen make mistakes and, you know, they're they're a hard defense to to play against. That being said, we play against them every day, you know. I catch Jordan Elliott's or, you know, um LT's hands to the to the face every freaking plan. I'm like, how, you know, if these guys are doing it to me, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it do. Uh, now that being said, they'll do it once or twice, you know, it's not every single play, but you know, I'll get them back sometimes, but 
you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, that defense, it's, 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 it's a no name defense, you know, whoever makes the play, get up, congratulate with your boys and, and go back. And that's what he's kind of fostering those guys. Um, it's not all about me, you know, which is, uh, or, you know, a Ooh, me defense. Sweet. It's, it's a team defense. And, you know, usually defenses like that are pretty damn good. So I'm not going to blow smoke up anybody's butt, you know, hopefully, uh, we come out and just do what we're supposed to do. If we do that, we'll be pretty, pretty good. With Kareem gone this year, um, shout out Kareem, big Kareem fans here. Who's going to talk the shit on the offense with him not out there anymore? Well, yeah. honestly, and I'm not, I'm not too mad about it because sometimes he'd be like, "Hey, you number ninety four, you fat piece of shit." And he'd be like, <laughs> "What the? I have to block it. Don't fucking, <laughs> don't piss him off." Stop it, Kareem. He'd be like, you look like shit. And they go, what are you saying right now? Take a deep breath, big guy. I got to block this angry guy. (laughs) No, but uh, no, he, yeah, I'm going to miss him. He was, he was a good dude. Is he 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 on a team yet? No, yeah, he will be soon. Who, who on the offensive line, if you had to say of the whole O-line would be the most mouthy of if any of you, like somebody's got to be. Maybe it's smart to not be I don't think yes. Yeah. Uh, like, does anyone ever say anything or are y'all all quiet? James Hudson? Oh, yeah, I can see that. So I'm trying to think, but, like, would, like, Elijah Moore be talking? Would Jerome Ford be talking? Like, I can't think of any, like, no. talkers on the offense right now. No, I don't think Jerome. Jerome's kind of quiet. Does Dave uh, Njoku talking? No, Dave. Dave's not going to talk. He's such a lover. He, yeah, he, he's a funny dude. Um. Deshaun, Deshaun talks some shit. Oh, yeah. that's not. I feel good. like for the most part, like people want to kill him. Then, yeah. Oh, he's he's you know six four two forty and runs a four four. You know, good luck catching him. You know, that's his his thing is he's gonna talk smack. And that's what I always think is, how do you get hit by these guys and you talk smack? Like they want to get through me to you, and they I don't talk smack. Like screw that. Like. I'm trying to get pushed over a pile. That being said, it doesn't matter. They're going to try to push me over a pile anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who is your favorite new teammate? Uh, we're going to go not rookie, but whether it was a signing, free agency, trade, whatever. Favorite teammate in terms of hilarity? There's, I mean, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the guys, I, I, I'd say that this is one of the best teams that I've been on, like chemistry and guys just getting along. Um, you know, who's funny? Well, we spend out, we spend most time with the offensive line, and our offensive line didn't have a single change, which is a blessing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the craziest facts ever. You that, like the new? Um, I don't know if he's funny. I don't know anything about him, but you like the new quarterback, the backup guy. Oh, DTR. But not he's not, rookie. not no rookies. Oh no, rookies. Sorry. No, but I, I do like I lo- I love our rookies, uh, Dewan and uh, Luke. They're they're great. Um, you know, good players, you're going to be great players one day. Um, you know, they do their rookie duties. They don't bitch about it a lot. You know, Luke is awesome. He doesn't bitch about his. He likes Zedarius. He said he's, he's a really good leader. Zedarius is a really good leader. Elijah Moore's got a good sense of humor. A lot of the guys got a good sense of humor. Like, you know, I, for example, you can tell someone has a good sense of humor if, if I say something and they laugh, you know, because obviously I'm the funniest person alive. So, you know, if they, if they laugh at my jokes, yeah. then no, I respect statement uh, more than you'll ever respect. Know. Hey, no, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely like we'll just have like jabs or something like that, and you know, you can tell you know guys get along. Um, you know, I, I funny guys. I don't know. I feel like 
we've never really had like super comedians on the team. Like even Kareem, like he was funny, but he meant it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he said things to be funny. Like if he was calling you fat, like he legitimately <laughs> thought in his mind, in his heart of hearts, that you were fat and you needed to clean it up. Like he wasn't saying it like, I know I'm mic'd up and you're embarrassing your team, but like he literally meant it in his heart that you're, <laughs> you look embarrassing. Like, you know what I mean? Like if he said it, he didn't, he wasn't yeah. messing around. You mentioned uh, a minute ago, the party y'all had at the Conklin house over the weekend. I'm only bringing it up because it was all over social media. Um, it was a lot of Browns players and the significant others in the Conklin backyard. Had Rocco Whalen, shout out Fahrenheit Cleveland, trying to get myself a reservation this weekend. Um, it so looked fun. like something out of a magazine shoot, like the tables and everything. Right. Did you, did, was there any, any videos of the inside of the house? Not much. No, no it's not much. They're home the are, You guys are all dressed the knives, the tables, the balloons by the pool. Yes. Here's, my, here, here's my only qualm though. And where him and I could come in, I know you guys are some of the best athletes on the planet and don't always – you maybe take a break from competing in sports every now and then, but you guys had probably the best meal in Cleveland that night, the best setup. There was not one yard game or one pool game going on. There was no cornhole. There was no spike ball. No – so what you guys need, my, in my humble recommendation, is we're only not to be director of yard games at these next games. games. Yes. Oh, y'all would be really good at that. Well, this is the thing. Like when we all were going, we oh, like expected Char it. Charlie games. Hewlett threw somebody in the pool. Yeah. That was active. Just threw Luke Whipler in the pool. Not because he's a rookie, just because he's Luke. Um, <laughs> so it was not hazing. It was just because it's it's Luke Whipler. But um, no, it was it was a uh, it was a good time. I, you know, by the time we got there, I think it was six. We left at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So it was only a couple hours. That being said, like if it was an all day bender it would have been crazy not to have some kind of games, but you know, you're showing people a house. Jack's coming back. He's showing someone else a house. You're conversating. You're getting another. It was a fancy. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was was definitely not a boring time, even though there was no yard games, but I agree. You know, we should have had some cornhole or something going on, or maybe some like uh, some dice, uh, dice or something like that. I don't know. Something. There's a 98% chance. If we actually did set up the yard game with, with our luck, like somebody would get, Put on the DMP list for like taking yeah. the yard to the jugular. Okay, last he thing about that. Looked over the table and broke his neck. <laughs> we, by the way, uh, before we wrap, I, it, every year it comes out like week one. This year it did, and Metallica was commenting on it. The Virginia Tech intro to it's just so fun to watch every single time. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's uh, it definitely gives you goosebumps every time. Yeah, and it's so we, funny. We were every literally just watching through, it like two hours ago. Yeah, every time that ever experienced it in the tunnel you can barely hear the music you can feel the now one thing you can feel is the earth moving around you because you know it's 70,000 67,000 uh fans jumping in the stadium and you doesn't just, it show up on like um Earth it shows on dopplers doppler, yeah. doppler and Roanoke. <laughs> it shows up on the doppler and rono now small small like 3.5 or 3.0 or something like that's real small but maybe still, like 2.5 but incredible. something really small but still you can feel it through to Roanoke. So, um, but no, it is, uh, it is an absolute amazing thing. I love our fans. Um, you know, they're absolutely crazy. Um, and they, they love their football. It, it, it reminds me of a city that I play in now that, uh, you know, have, we have, so we have similar. the most loyal fans in the world and we have no reason. Um, you know, so I'm thankful for that. That's how you end the podcast right that's there. That's the podcast. Best textbook. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Carly Wyatt Teller, thanks so much for joining us. 
best of luck this season. Best of luck this week. I can't wait to get to Cleveland on Friday for this game. Uh, for Wally, for myself. We have Tim Couch tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Dogs More Podcast. Thank you to the tellers, and good night. Any given Sunday, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot two, weight two twenty five. Number thirty two, he was better than the rest. Everybody knew that he was the best. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Big Jim Brown. Jim Brown. A first round pick in the 57 draft started setting records at the league of gas had a debut like few in sports history he was rookie of the year and the mvp jim brown no one ever seen anybody like jim year after year the competition was him touchdown after touchdown win after win title after title kept raking them in jim brown jim brown Jim Brown, Big Jim Brown, Jim Brown. Then came that game on that day in December that still to this day is reminisced and remembered. The world stood still and hearts beat fast. Not one point scored, 0 0 at the half, but hold on. Through the third and fourth quarter, they kept fighting hard through touchdowns and field goals and Jim's rushing yard. Cleveland had 27 and the Colts had none. The Browns were triumphant. The championship was won. Jim Brown, Jim Brown, Big Jim Brown, Jim Brown. Through all of the seasons, he never missed a game. He was voted into the Pro Bowl every year that he played. He had eight leading rushing seasons, three MVPs, and still holds a franchise record for most rushing in the league, Jim Brown. From a director's chair on a movie set, Jim broke the news that they'll never forget. He said he'd made up his mind. He said it was time. He said he retired. It was the end of the line for Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown, Big Jim Brown. Now his jersey's retired, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's got a ring of honor and a statue in his name. You can sum up this man in one single line. He's the greatest NFL running back of all time. Big Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown, Big Jim Brown. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.